Get in, losers, and grab your Caltine bars. Welcome to the conversation. Welcome to Screenfish, because this week we are talking about Mean Girls, the new musical uh, brought brought back to the screen by Tina Fey. Uh, and I am so excited to have two fabulous guests from our burn book this week. Uh, returning friends to the show, Catherine Erskine and Daniel Collins. Welcome back to you both. Hi. Hello. <laughs> oh, this is going to go well. Okay. Yep. Starting off strong. <laughs> we're coming in hot. Um, no, we're. I'm really excited about this. It's going to be fun. This week we are talking about Mean Girls. Directed by Samantha Jane and Arturo Perez Jr., the film tells the story of new student Katie Heron, who gets welcomed into the top of the social food chain by an elite group of popular girls called the Plastics, ruled by the conniving queen bee, Regina George. However, when Katie makes the major misstep of falling for Regina's ex-boyfriend, she soon finds herself caught in their crosshairs. As always, this podcast is rated S for spoilers. Uh, Daniel, Kat, what did you think of the Mean Girls Redux, if you will? Redux. It's a I word. don't there being any ducks in the movie. No, yeah, not. like the mighty Redux. We'll talk about that. Re That's another day. There's so many thoughts, Daniel. Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Um, well, uh, I going into watching this movie, um, big fan of the original 2004 film. Um, I have not watched the uh like the broadway musical you have um, now <laughs> and i pretty much have no yeah um, <laughs> so yeah i i was going into it with kind of just the original as a you know my framework um and honestly i i really enjoyed it um i've only watched it uh the one time uh so far in theaters you know in preparation for um this recording but um i really want to go and watch it again honestly um i was uh you know excited for how similar it was to the original but wasn't the exact like it wasn't just a carbon copy with random songs added into it mm -hmm. um i really enjoyed the music that was part of the movie um i heard that they cut out a few of the the songs from the the musical but um I don't know from what I heard like I really enjoyed it um and honestly I've been kind of blasting the the soundtrack since I watched the movie um uh yeah I think honestly the cast did a, a great job altogether um yeah I I I really enjoyed it and uh like I I mentioned earlier I I want to go back and watch it again and two thumbs down from Daniel <laughs> Cat, what did you think? Um, yeah, I was super excited. I don't know why I knew it was a musical going in, or did I not? I can't remember, but I wasn't <laughs> you surprised. Didn't. You didn't I did know. <laughs> um, going in, it was really exciting. I was so pumped because I loved the first one so much. Um, obviously, everyone's got all of their favorite lines from the first movies, their favorite parts, their favorite uh, characters, everything. Um, and I did see the musical on stage and it was, um, it was terrible great. The, the two lead characters, Katie and, um, oh my gosh. Regina? Yeah, Regina, why would I forget that? The people who played their parts, the singing was like really off, but like everybody else was really excellent. So I loved the musical aspect of it and how they got to the school and how they kept it pretty true. Because Tina Fey was a part of that production too. I guess I don't know if she directed. She the wrote. Audition. She wrote the play. Right. She wrote she the wrote play. So it's the one thing I've loved is throughout this like generations of this movie, um, and play is Tina Fey's been in it very very like you're very distinctly aware that she's there in it and in the mix 
Um, so going into it, I was like giddy. I was so excited. And I am a musical fan, so I freaking loved musicals. And the more that I like got into it and thought about it, just seeing the levels of change through the first movie, the onstage production, and this now uh, movie musical is really quite interesting because I was down, I had immediately downloaded um, the Broadway soundtrack thinking it was the same one. And I, and it, it, it was because I knew the songs in the movie, but there's been so many slight changes. Like there's a lot of jokes in the first one that wouldn't fly in 2024. Um, were they funny at the time? Yes, hilarious. But now, like, there's a lot more that we're aware of. Um, and they were able, I feel, to smoothly transition through the three um, the three parts of this. Um, for example, on the in the musical, there is a the very first song about her being in like on the plains of Africa and talking about and then coming to the school and talking about not understanding love she talks about having a crush on a boy in the musical she talks about having a crush on a boy and she waited all day in his tent and he ran away and he he ran really fast because he was Ethiopian like that's like in the musical but here it's not like that they they took that out um, from there and they kept um, a lot of the same jokes they kept a lot of in the musical Katie's dad and mom and brother are all or I don't know if Katie had a music uh, brother in the musical but they're all singing the song so they really changed it up in a way that was still reminiscent of the musical but up up um, upgraded it like in the first movie for example Regina George talks about, and in the musical, she talks about how she's never over um, 115, I think it is, or 125 weight-wise, and they change that in this musical as well. It doesn't speak to that as well, and I was really excited about Regina George because I know, like, we all know everyone's in their 20s playing these teenagers, so you can tell they're not teenage teenagers, but I felt like Regina George actually had a real body in this uh, musical if that makes sense she wasn't stick thin she didn't hide any like if there was like a role or something that someone might cut out because a body is not beautiful if it has like a role or something in it or even just like a thicker waist um they really went in with this movie with that and I was like oh, okay so it was really exciting for me just to see the evolution of how Tina Fey is like kind of keeping up with the standards of what's expected and putting out a movie that isn't going to harm you know it's still it's still as funny as it was in the first movie and the dances are just as catchy as the musical but she just slightly tweaks them to fit into each one and they didn't have all the time for the the music that was in the musical but I just, I loved it. It still had the the supporting characters, the two friends. They're iconic. I loved them. They fit right in with how it was in the first movie. The costume at the Halloween party stayed the same. They gave a lot of nods. And those little, like, pop-ups back to the, the nods of the, like, Tina Fey's character. I'm so bad with names. And the um, principal, just, like, having that romance and it, like, actually happening and uh the guest appearances that came onto the that came onto the screen were really great too although i heard that uh lindsay lohan was pretty angry about the fire crotch joke yeah yeah i've heard that i'm a redhead i'm like whatever it's a low joke like it's like a low bro low brow joke but i don't think it's something to be that horrifically offended by unless there's some tension between them Yada, yada, yada. Long story short, I loved it. I'm definitely going to be seeing it again. And I've just, as a fan, loved watching the evolution, yet the core stays true to itself. You know, this movie is a party. Mm -hmm. and, and it was funny because I thought that they missed the boat. I really thought they blew it by not releasing it on October, like around October 3rd. Like that was just the natural it had to be. But... It ended up being a great January movie. 
Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, because January, there's not much competition. So, um, there, you know, there's something, something to be said about that. But January is also a month that kind of sucks. Like it's yeah. long and dark and, and this is sort of a bolt of fun. Um, it's, uh, I, I want to talk to you about those changes, you know, because I, I do think it's interesting. I do think it's interesting that this one, this one isn't nearly as mean. Uh, I don't think, yeah. I don't think they're as mean. Um, but it's like implied meanness, but not yeah, like but I think, I think voice has a lot to do with it. Like the jokes that Tina Fey wrote in 2004, Tina Fey can't tell in 2000, in 20, 2024. Mm-hmm. Someone else can tell those jokes, but not Tina Fey. So it, it would really come back hard on her, I think. But but yeah, it was interesting because I thought I was surprised at how little me, like the first one, when the first one came out, it was a firecracker. Like that, mo- that movie was a pipe bomb in pop culture at the time. Like it was just like, because I remember, like it was just like took all the high school tropes and just were like, you know what, we're going to take it to the nth degree. We're just going to go. And it's, but I will say, I still thought it had some real pop. Those songs are really good. So good. And, you know, I, I didn't feel this way about uh, the cast was great. The cast was fun. It was nice to see you all. Craval, uh, nice to see her in such a different room. Cause I'm always going to think of her as Moana, even though she wasn't, didn't appear on screen. Yeah, in Moana. That's right. Yeah. But I did not know who Renee Rapp was going into this film. And now I know, well, that's cause I'm not, well, yes, I am on TikTok. You can follow us on TikTok. No, um, but I, I, I didn't really know who she was. And I remember when I saw the original, I thought this, you know, uh, Rachel McAdams is going to be a star. Like she's going to come out. She's going to be, that was a killer cast. Like that original one was a killer cast. Like Amanda Seyfried, like was yeah, in that cast. So too. But, and I felt that way with Renee Rapp. I don't know if she's done. I think this is her first film, 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 like full. Yeah. Cause film. there was some chatter about how she handled press conferences and. Oh, did she not do well? Okay. She, she was chaotic apparently, but I don't know. I, I thought I, I came out of that film saying she's a superstar. I said, she is going to be a superstar. And I did. And I did, like I said, I didn't know who she was and I won't forget who she is now because she just owned it. She owned that movie. And she that's was a in the Broadway musical. Okay, I didn't see her. Was she in the Broadway musical? Yeah, she rep- the one she that you, the you just criticized musical. her singing in the Broadway. No, no, no. Musical. I criticized the broad uh, the Toronto. Oh, 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 oh. Was she in the Toronto? Or... Either way, she got better in the second half, but Katie never did. What do you mean in the film? No, in the oh, in the play, in the play yeah. when you saw the play. I, I honestly, she absolutely was a fire firecracker on screen. Every moment she's on screen, she owns it. It it was unbelievable. It's been a long time since I've seen a young star sort of take that sort of command of a film like she did. I I, I give her all the credit in the world. It was an incredible performance. Oh, she wrote "Not My Fault," the song from oh uh, New oh New one of the songs. Movie. Yeah. Oh. So I think this is literally her first film. She yeah. did the Broadway musical and then she came on as that. I was wondering about the um the two friends. I was like, were you guys both in Broadway stuff? Because but they weren't. But yeah, she, she was so great. And she like it sounds so dumb, I feel like, to like celebrate someone who's normal looking, because I'm sure maybe if she was to be in front of us, she wouldn't be normal like normal looking she'd be Hollywood normal but she just like she seemed like so healthy and that was so big to me because a lot of Regina George stuff was talking about how you have to be skinny and how you're fat and all of this and she just looked like a healthy teenage well upper teenage person (laughs) so it was really it was great to see I enjoyed her too that's an interesting point. Like I, I, I did notice that a little bit, but like I, you know, I, 
it also could have worked if they'd gone the other way because of the nature of her character because she was yeah. demanding i wonder if that was a conscious choice though because as a female i guess i immediately noticed i was like oh she looks almost like regular like a regular person mm. weight wise i guess but yeah it wasn't that stick thin it wasn't that like and even when she got um she put on weight with the calcine bars i didn't feel it was as comically heavy as it was in 2004 yeah, this is this is actually a good point. I'm, for you both, how does this compare to the original? Like, um, in either of your minds, does it replace the original? Does it add to the original? Does it stand on its own? And is it really different? Like, it's been 20 years. Lots of movies have their anniversaries and they don't remake it on that anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um... Well, I'm never going to watch the original ever again. <laughs> um, no, I think it, it doesn't, for me, it, like, it, it will never replace the original. I mean, the original is a cult classic. Mm-hmm. That's, it, it's Mean Girls. Um, so, like, I'll definitely go back and watch the original, but this is definitely one that I'm going to go back and, and watch again. Um, I think they have kind of like different tones like i kind of feel like um you know if i want more of that kind of cattiness the drama i'm going to watch the original but if i want more of like a fun you know musical you know i can kind of be sitting down and and shimmy along sing along like i'm going to watch the newer one um so i i feel like it kind of just depends on what mood i'm in for which one i'm going to go for but i think i'll definitely be watching both of them um, I think, I, I don't know, I've heard, like, mixed reviews, um, online, like, some people are, like, you know, they did a great job, you know, they, they kept enough of the original to, you know, make it a Mean Girls movie, but it's not just a carbon copy where it's like, okay, you know, I've watched this before, why did they redo it if it's the exact same stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, I've kind of heard that. And and with the songs in this one, like, for the most part, I've heard kind of good, good reviews on it. Um, a lot of people don't like uh, the actress who played Katie, um, uh, a- Angry Rice, who was in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, the Tom Holland Spider-Mans. She was? Yeah, she played the blonde girl who was on, like, the, the school's, like, news report. Oh, I don't remember what her yes. character was, but I yeah. remember her character. Okay. Um people are really hating on her, like on Aww. TikTok mostly, because they're like, they got the wrong person. Like she she sucks at singing. And you know, I in my opinion, I like how she for the most part did Katie's songs. Um, especially uh Stupid with Love. Yeah, I love that song. In the Broadway one, like, she's singing it with, like, you know, much more, you know, excitement and and this. And, you know, it's more, it's just, it's more. But in this one, it's more of, like, you know, a softer, you know, tone to it. But I think that's kind of on purpose. Because, like, to me, at least, in in this movie version, um, she's, you know, almost like daydreaming. So when she's singing, it kind of sounds like it's a softer, you know. Mm. But in, uh, in the Broadway musical, people are like, you know, oh, you know, she's like she's horny for, you know, Aaron Samuel. So she's much more like, you know, ah, with the song. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but like she's like. No, it's but you have to be that way in Broadway too, right? Like you, yeah. It would have made it cheesy if she did it like on screen, but I get what you mean. Like when I saw the musical, it was like ah, you know, like it was more exaggerated, I guess. Yeah, and uh, like people are saying, especially like some of the the lines that are supposed to be jokes, like she says, like I'm filled with calculust. So mm-hmm. in the Broadway part, like it's much more, you know, 
I'm filled with calculust, you know, she, but in this one, yeah. it's, it's a softer, like, it's just kind of in there. Um, but yeah, like, I, I liked it. Like, I thought that she did well. I think the, the scene in the Revenge Party song, where they have, like, the camera just facing her right before she's about to buy the, the candy cane. That's, it's a little cringy, I will admit. But, like, I don't think she did a bad job. I think all of the, the music was was great. Um, I think Renee did an amazing job as as Regina, um, performance-wise, as well as, as in the, the songs. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, if I'm in the mood to to watch a more kind of upbeat like you know I kind of want to sing along and and be really into it I'll watch this new one but if I'm like oh I kind of want to you know I want to sit back you know eat some popcorn and and you know kind of laugh along with the the cattiness the drama and the excitement suspense of the original then I'll go back and watch the original I think uh this new one's not going to replace it um I, I don't think it'll replace it for anyone uh, again, the original is is the original. It's a cult classic. It's always going to be here. Um, but I think this new one really does. You make it sound like Beauty and the Beast. Like, it's a tale as old as time. It is a tale as old as time, see? It is a, a solid concrete movie in the era that it came out in. Like, that's what younger people look back on, right? Like, oh my gosh, Mean Girls, that's when that came out. It's like, I don't know. It's but I totally agree. I think that for me too, it doesn't replace the first one, but it does something special in that it creates a new feel, like what Daniel was saying, without reaching and making like a Mean Girls two because that would have bombed. A Mean Girls two would not have done well. I don't think there is one. <laughs> there is one. Shut yeah. up. See, bombed in my eyes. I didn't even know it existed. What happens in Mean Girls two? It's the same thing that happens in Mean Girls. Stop it. I think you're both lying to me. I'm not lying. Well, there you go. It bombed. Because I didn't hear about it. It was straight to video. To be fair, it was straight to video. But it is a sequel. Direct 2011. Sequel. That's insane. Comedy slash thriller. <laughs> well. Yeah, I'm looking at these. Even the photos. It's horrible. <laughs> no. I need yeah, to know. Tim Meadows is in it. Is he? Yeah, he is. I was looking it up after we saw this one. Okay, it got 30% of Rotten Tomatoes. I literally am, like, dumbfounded that this actually exists. The Why did Mean Girls 2 fail? The acting isn't good at all, and while it's nice to see some Disney stars taking... Oh, no! Disney stars? Not the Disney Channel Mean Girls. Oh, yeah. Taking on more realistic role, the film didn't feel believable as the entire drama of high school felt way too over the top. No, why would you do that? Let's pretend it doesn't exist. So there is no Mean Girls too. <laughs> I I don't even think I could bring to myself to watch it because like they made a gem in a holograms movie. This is a tangent. You can edit this out. They made a gem in the holograms movie, and gem in the holograms was my absolute favorite. Like I had dolls, I had everything, I had her cassette that you had one song on one side and another song on the other. I had her like earrings, synergy, everything. And then it came, they came out with a movie and I could not watch it. I was too scared. It was going to ruin everything. And it did. It did it. it. Oh, it's, it's horrifying. Okay. Actually, this is Anyways. a good point. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm cutting you off here. Cause I'm not, I'm going to keep this in because this, I, uh, because, 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 because see, it's a musical now musical podcast. There you go. Um, because there's an interesting conversation about remakes in that whole thing about Jam and the Holograms, because they totally spat on their on their their fan base. Like they eliminated, like if I remember correctly, they eliminated the misfits. Uh, there was no magic, you know. She'd like go through the mirror and she'd become Jem. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. Um, she didn't touch Power her earring and like. Pardon. Uh, she didn't touch her earring and then like I don't think so no there was none of that so it wasn't a movie about Jem and the Holograms it was called it it was for the brand and then everybody's excited and it totally trashed and then Power Rangers they did the same thing with Power Rangers recently they took the name and spat on their fan base like they just completely redid it so with Mean Girls 
there's a fine line to walk with a remake. Yeah. It's a very fine line. And because you either can do too much fan service mm -hmm. or not enough. And, and I do think that this one treaded that line. You can watch this one. This is why I roll my eyes when I hear the complaints, like you're saying, Daniel, of people saying, oh, well, you know, she's not this, she's not that. It's its but own But I wonder thing. who those people are talking about, like who those people are, because no one will ever replace Lindsay Lohan. No one. There's <laughs> never going to be another Katie that's Lindsay Lohan. You can't fill her shoes. Here's a hot take. She's not that good. No, but I, it's I like Lindsay original. Lohan. Lindsay Lohan is not that good. Like her character, Katie's character is designed to be bland until about the second half of the film. Mm -hmm. Like she's supposed to be down home and just sort of a bland uh homeschool like, kid. Homeschool. Well, I I'm not saying homeschool kids anything. are bland, but this kid like she's All just sort homeschool of kids are bland. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I take that okay. back. I know a lot. You of can find cool Catherine Erskine at. <laughs> I know a lot of cool homeschool kids, actually. What am I good anyway, friends? Anyway, <laughs> not what I was saying. But her character is supposed to be just sort of. Yeah. Like not a non a... non seclure. If I'm using that word, like she's just sort of be. She's there. She just mm -hmm. wants to get it. She's very shy, you know. And and then at the end, the, then she becomes like this, like. She comes the beast at the end, if you will, the apex predator. Quote this now, um, and I don't think Lindsay Lohan. I mean, Lindsay Lohan was the star in Mean Girls. Like she okay. was the only name other than Tina Fey at the time, which is staggering when you look at that cast. But nobody else knew who anybody else was. But she's okay, and I'm not hating on Lindsay when I say that. But I don't think that she's fantastic. I thought Andrew and 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 Jury Bryce is that what her name is? Uh, uh Jury or Angori? I I don't know. Angori Rice. Andrew. Uh, anyway, I thought she was fine. Um, because that's her character is supposed to be. She did. She. Um. Yeah, but, I can see what you're saying. She. I feel like she was a little muted, but not in any like massively negative way. But. I think we're also looking at a different time period. Like back then, Lindsay Lohan was Lindsay Lohan. Like she, everyone knew who she was and she was like the cool girl already. And I think she did pretty good. Like in the movie, I enjoyed her, but yeah, like you're right. Like and by today's standards, it would have been just any other. It, I, I think for this one, the star was Mean Girls. The star for this film was Mean Girls. Like now Renee Rapp, uh, you know, being of a certain age myself, I was not familiar with her and her and her TikTokingness and whatnot. I just didn't. Um, I know, Kat, you're young and hip, so you. I got to get back on TikTok. I deleted it so because it was sucking my brain drive. Now I got to get back on it again. <laughs> yes, you do. To follow us at Screen. Somebody said memes too. Right, <laughs> Daniel and I are like once every couple months to make sure we're both still alive. <laughs> But but like last time it was Mean Girls was sort of a star vehicle for Lindsay Lohan. Mm -hmm. Mean Girls is the star of this film, I would argue, because people weren't like, oh, a Lindsay, uh, oh, a, a Renee Rapp movie. They were like, oh, a Mean Girls movie. Yeah. Um, because Mean Girls is that that big still twenty years it still later. Is, yeah. People were dressed up at the theater when we went, and it was cool. But I think. It's, I think it stood the test of time. I think that going from 2004, you said when it came out to 2024, it was fun. It was going, the only thing that's going to polarize people, I feel like drastically about this movie is the fact that it's a musical. Cause some people love musicals. Some people hate musicals. And I think that's what, like what Daniel said, like, the original is going to be the one that everyone still watches and still enjoys. But like, if you want like the boppy fun one, then that is less mean. I, I'm so happy she still gets hit by a bus, but like, yes, like you can't take the core stuff. They didn't take out, which was really great. And the supporting cats like Bravo. So good. But, um, random information did you know that all of this the male stars of mean girls came out as gay as adults 
Like the original film? Yes, every, the the heartthrob, the the nerdy guy, the um, best friend, you know, that played Damien. They all, all of them came out as gay. <laughs> huh. I, I did not know that. The mean girls, uh, I don't know, fortune telling? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's so interesting. But I think it stands the test of time. I think it's fun. I think she's very smartly adjusted things to like come up to like, you know, the cancel culture aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, it's just, ad- it's adapted. Now, do I want to see it again in 20 years? I don't think so. Like, what else are you going to do? But I mean, I, it'll I, I be out it. again in 20 years, <laughs> but you, you know what? You, you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't no, know. no, that's it. I was going to say, you mentioned about it being a musical. I would argue that the fact that it's a musical is what keeps it from being, is, is what keeps it from being a retread. It's what keeps it fresh. Now, ironically, it's a retread of a Broadway play that was a retread of the film. So even, but it's like, I, I think the fact that it's a musical is what actually saves it. And I'm not saying it was bad. I told you, I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. It was great. But being a musical, it was allowed to have its own voice, no pun intended. It was allowed to be something different. If they hadn't made it a musical, it would have just been a true remake. And we all would have been sitting here saying, yeah, that was fine. Yeah, but people are vehemently against musicals a lot. Really? Like I had a friend that went in and was like, I was so excited to see it. And I sat down and they started singing and I was like, what the hell? And I'm like... Because you have no joy in your heart? Because you're dead inside? Because <laughs> you're dead inside. Exactly. But people have strong opinions about the fact that it's a musical. I don't understand that. That's honestly, I think that's what makes it special. That's what yeah. makes it enjoyable. Those it's songs so are bangers. Some of those are incredible songs. Steve's that song just rocking he... out in his car. <laughs> My <laughs> name is Regina. <laughs> All by myself in the car. My name is Regina George. I'm sorry, officer. Um, They even changed, I feel like they even changed that one because she says, and I am a massive deal. Massive deal. But I swear she said massive H um, W word. What? Really? In in the play? but i don't know maybe it's just my mind connecting so when you were watching the play yeah you heard her sing that that's what you heard but that's not what she said it has to have been no you know what probably isn't i don't know like i said the people who did the toronto show some people left really I wouldn't have. And then I was like, I'm not a musical theater person. I cannot sing. I cannot act. I cannot dance. Um, well, and I was like, I felt like that was really bad. And then Regina George got better the second act and Katie just like nose dug. But I read the reviews on it and people were quite upset with the fact that they, but the, again, the two um, friends, Damien and Janice, Janice were excellent. But okay. yeah, maybe that was just me that put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> what else changed in your head? What, no, let's spend the rest of this time exploring. <laughs> Why I, re- I rhymed Regina George with <laughs> Welcome to Into Cat's Mind, the podcast that asks the question, huh? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Yeah, I would definitely watch it again. I would definitely recommend it. Be forewarned it's a musical if you're like crazy against those, but it's fun. You know, uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask you both about this one, we've talked a little bit about the differences between the original and this one, Um, but I thought it might be interesting to explore the nature of normal. Uh, maybe normal is not the right word. We were sort of talking about this before we started. It might not be the right word. 
But it is interesting to me that one of the stories, as you say, that stands the test of time is a group of girls that are setting the standards for everybody else and the rest of the school doesn't feel like they fit fit in or or set up for it. And I was wondering in your minds if that is different this time around or or even I don't really know how to ask this, but even if uh, even why that sort of is such a thing uh, or, or even maybe this, I should say this instead, uh, whether those ideas of standards have shifted or changed since the original film. That's what I wanted to ask in your mind. Can you repeat the exact question? Because I have like kind of two different things going on in my brain. Well, I, I, okay. I guess the, the best way to ask this is if we're looking at this now, um, do you think that those standards of normal have changed um or you know how we or how we engage that um if i'm asking that correctly you know what how does that differ today than it would have when the film has when the film came out or or does it um I think normal, normal, quote unquote. Um, I don't know if it's honestly represented that well in either film. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I hope I'm I'm understanding your question correct. Um, like the way that they do um the kind of school hierarchy at least in my experience when it came to high school i i was in high school uh 2014 to 2018 um so you know so old but not you know um there was never like this sort of you know oh the these four people these five people these three people whatever these are the the popular you know the top of the you know the the pyramid or anything like that was not a normal thing um there were people who more people knew of but it was never like you know oh that's you know that that's katie she's you know the most popular girl in school there was never that sort of you know i don't know system mm. um so it, it was kind of like every there were clicks, you know, we had like the, the performing arts kids, visual arts kids, the um, sport people uh, and others. Um, so in in that sense, that, that was pretty accurate. And that was kind of the norm of like, there was every group and kind of every group had, again, people who were more popular or more known. But it was never any sort of like, you know, everyone all agreed like, oh, these these people are are the top of the the chain. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to follow along what they say. We have to, you know, drop to our, our hands and knees whenever they walk by. Like, there was never that sort of, of system kind of set up. Um, so that's kind of, you know, between both movies, I felt like that was, you know, what they were almost promoting as the norm. But I was always like, yeah, this th- this is the weird part. This isn't the, you know, realistic hmm. part of high school. Um, I thought it was going to be going into high school because, uh, you know, I had watched Mean Girls for the first time before I went into high school. So I was expecting, you know, that sort of, um, I don't know, that sort of high school life, high school experience. But it, it was pretty different. Like, it, it didn't. I mean, nobody got hit by a bus when I was in high school, so that I know of at least. Um, but yeah, that's sort of like the way that they promoted this, like, you know, oh, it's normal to have, you know, a couple of popular kids who, you know, can and and will do anything, can say anything, and people will be like, you know, oh, well, you know, one time Regina threw a hot dog at the local priest, so I threw a hot dog at the local priest, like... Mm-hmm. 
was, there was never like that sort of 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 way that things were done. Hmm. Um, I kind of wish they maybe looked back at it and and switched that up for the new one to have it kind of fit more with how things really are in high school. But I mean, to be fair, Tina Fey also hasn't been in high school for. You shush. I don't know how many years. At no least. one talks about Tina Fey. She is ageless she's, and perfect. She's young, wonderful, and perfect. Yeah. She hasn't even been to high school yet. She. She is but a I, baby. She has not aged since I honestly. She hasn't. Like when I saw her in this one, every you know, like it's been twenty years, and honestly, she looks the same. I I. It's you know what's crazy is Lauren Michaels said that she could effortlessly take over SNL. Oh, I think I think she might. I think it might be her and um Oh, I can't think of his name. He's on the show right now. He's been on for a long time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but that's neither here nor there. She's she's wonderful. I love Tina Fey. She's just incredible. Um but I haven't been in high school for a millennia. But in the 90s, there were the popular people. There were the people that everyone knew. And they were the people that, like, um, if they acknowledged you, it was kind of cool. But apart from, and if you didn't form into a certain line or you didn't have a certain things, then you were made fun of. Um, as you should. As you should. <laughs> ridiculed into submission. As, as God intended. Is that right? Right. <laughs> And there were cliques. There were people that like hung out for like, you know, for different reasons and stuff like that. I found like I was a bit of a floater. Like I could float in between all of them, but I was very intimidated by some people. Um, and there were like, did you hear this girl did this with that, this person? Like a hundred percent. It was like that, but in a more dangerous situation, like we had like my high school was in the middle of Scarborough and like we had the first metal detectors you know like at dances we had the first like i was robbed for my grad ticket to wonderland and like you know like all of these things so yes obviously they can't like dangerous minds it or like like regina george would never last <laughs> in there but uh but now there's higher, a song they could right? bust out some coolio if that you know and bust it but like there was that hierarchy like i didn't get invited to a lot of the parties i'd be wouldn't be allowed to go if i was able to and you would see people having parties and you'd be the outsider in that thank god i went to high school before the internet really took off who knew it'd be such a thing but i have stayed in the schools in the sense that i've been working in schools for the past like millennia again right and like even the school that I went to, um, that I worked in, the grade eights were on the same floor as, as we were. And there was a there was a hierarchy. There were the cool kids. There was this. But it was more, um, they kind of blended more into the, the rest of society, right? Like, there were the kids that got picked on and bullied and kids who would, like, fight and not fight and do all of this stuff. But I feel like Everyone was, I feel like kids today. Oh my God. I can't believe I just said that. Kids today. Back are, in my day. <laughs> are all fighting so many battles that they don't really have time for these like plastics and stuff like that. Like you are, and you have your own little clique and you might have a little clique of plastics and you might have a little clique of two or three cliques of girls that are like, that but I feel like there's no and the acceptance of being different is so much bigger right like even the plastics are not fighting to be the same and perfect they're fighting to be different but like in the coolest way possible if that makes sense right like they're not you know the cool mom would have CAS called on them probably but like they like that's neglectful um and kids are craving that I think a little bit of that normalcy again, quote unquote, that we're talking about. But yeah, I think it's a lot different now in 2024, um, 1994 to 1998 while I was in high school and some people weren't even born yet. Um, I know, I'm just, I turn into dust immediately. <laughs> um, hey, you didn't graduate in 94? I graduated in 98. I was in school from 94. School in 94, right. But, uh, but yeah, there was intimidation. There was these like cool hype cool 
funky people that you wanted to be like and the bullies that you wanted to stay away from and but now I feel like we're it's it's such a blending pot and I feel like the amount of change that's happened in the world from 2004 to 24 like our kids have gone through a pandemic our kids have gone through like basically a plague and they've gone through terrorist attacks and they've gone through all of this stuff and they're going through such difficulty living in a society that barely allows anyone to be above the poverty line that there's just so much more going on now that would differentiate but I feel like it's still relatable in the sense that it's fun and it's everything that tv projects to us maybe they're like that in america i don't know <laughs> you know i'm gonna even pull back a little bit further <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna pull it back even a little further and this isn't even the fault of the film it's just when this... you were in school in 1920 to 24 <laughs> listen i graduated two years before you <laughs> all right um no, in in all seriousness, I've seen three films in the last week that have dealt with the problem of the concept of normal, and I think that's why it's first in my mind, and it's not even this one. Like, we saw this two weeks ago at this point, but I mean, the the I saw a, a movie called Fitting In, a movie called Scrambled, and Lisa Frankenstein, uh, all of which I thought were just great they're very different films um scrambled looks at a, a woman in her mid-30s who decides to freeze her eggs in case she has kids uh, she doesn't it's the title it's the, it doesn't scramble her eggs fitting in is about uh, a teenage girl who's intersexual and dealing with the impact of that um and um uh lisa frankenstein is about a girl who falls in love with a corpse and but didn't they already do that movie with what's his name yep. there aren't a lot of girls Arts falling in something? love with the corpse movies like the one who falls in love i zombie no i zombie was a great show it was a is good that show. A show yeah Ro rose mcadams i think or rose 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 McEwen? no uh I think it was Rose. Anyway, warm bodies. Oh, oh warm bodies. Well, anyway, they did it in this, and uh, the romance horror. It's wonderful. Um, I think you'd really like it, actually. Hmm. But I, I, I really in in each of these cases, in different degrees, and they're not all high school movies, like I said um we see people setting the standard of what's normal and i think i think that we've blown up the nature of the word normal on a cultural level i just think we have because i think normal was just you know uh, everybody everybody doing and being and living up to the same thing and i think in some ways i think the plastics are doing this in this film all the you know they're 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 setting the standard to which everybody everybody's doing it. but then what's the the big song at the end with uh oh, i'm gonna say her name wrong uh Auli cravajo cravajo is you know I, I give my finger you know she i i so i'm gonna give one finger to everybody oh yeah and like, uh which is a great it's a great tune but it's like the, by the end of the film it's like everybody everybody who's different is normal you know what i'm saying that's sort of where the film lands yeah. But I think that I think that it even goes beyond high school now. We've just blown up the concept of normal in so many ways. It's now safe and unsafe. I don't know. I'm think I'm just thinking out loud here as I'm. Yeah, as I'm it's talking. true. Um, which is a very different I'd thing. I'd rather be me. You'd rather be what? I'd rather be me. Is the title of the song. I'd rather be me. I thought you said I'd rather be mean. In which case, I was really going to ask you some questions just like, log off i'd rather be mean like <laughs> but it's funny because i remember thinking watching the film i thought this is a plot i'm seeing so much right now i'm just this is where the film is ending and i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm just saying that's where it's landing and i think that there's there's a celebration of the of individualism that's really coming out in this generation whether whatever it is whether it's about uh, sexuality, like the inter, the film about intersexuality fitting in was very funny. Um, it's not going to be for everybody, but it was a really smart and wonderful, loving film. I thought it was really well done. 
Um, and it's not a conversation that we normally have at that level. Like it wasn't just a, a character. It was a whole journey uh, uh, through through this sort of discovery. Um, and and that this word normal keeps coming up. No, that's not normal. I just want to be normal. Um, I, I, so it's sort of in my mind. I admit it. I'm sort of in my mind, in my in my feelings about it right now. But I, I could see that a little bit in this film. And I think that 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 word culturally change has changed over twenty years. Yeah. Um, I think it takes on a different tone. Like, yeah, the first one she sort of learns it's okay to be me in the first one too. But I think it's differently or done differently than this one, and I can't put my finger on how. I think it's celebrated more in this one. That could be it. Maybe it's about celebrating. You know. I think it's more more focused on this one than like than it is on the mean girls in the sense that like people are I feel like it's the when they have that the song where they're in the hallway and it's like confetti and stuff I don't know is that I'd rather be me yeah it just I think it's really emphasized more in this movie than it is in 2004 because 2004 was about conformity 100 percent 90s 2004 people would go against it but then they were like the weird kid you know what i mean like it was much more like look at um oh my gosh what was that movie called clueless right oh yeah yeah like, this that was... was huge and it's funny because there's a lot of comparisons to this in clueless in some ways mm-hmm. But not, I mean, they're very different stories. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying they're the same story by any stretch. But there's 10 years in between those films as well. Um, so old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> me. What? I'm talking about me, not you. I'm just talking about me. Oh, I never age. <laughs> no, you, you're Tina Fey. Daniel and I are the same age. Even though we went to school in different decades, we're still—it's weird how that works out. School before I was born. I was gonna say I don't want to ask Daniel. I don't want to bring that up since since you were open about what year you graduated high school. We shouldn't say that because Daniel clearly wasn't wasn't even thought of at that time. Back uh, when I was trying to wear Doc Martens and conform, you were just a twinkle in the sky. <laughs> It's so funny what normal is too, though. Like even as you age, like normal for me back then was I had to have everything the same. I had to like, you know, I was like spending the most money on stuff was normal. Like spending a like a hundred and twenty dollars on a pair of jeans from American Eagle or like Blue Notes was like normal. And now my normal is like I got these for five dollars. Like it's completely. It comes, it flips as you age too, right? Like normal to me now is not what was normal to me in 2004. No, no, absolutely not. I'm still hip and cool and young. I just want to put that out there. I just, it's different. Anybody who has ever watched more than one of these episodes would absolutely know that you, you keep me young. There you go. (laughs) TikTok. Um, but no, I think, and I think that word is constantly changing and expanding and growing. Like, I think it is. Um, it's, it's interesting to me in this film and the films I've seen, I admit it, they're different films, not, but it's just sort of blown up now. Um, you know, the idea of normal, I think is borderline toxic. Uh, in the culture we have today because it insinuates that there is one way to mm-hmm. to appear and do things if you will which doesn't doesn't fly 2024 steve is so much different from 2004 steve too <laughs> <laughs> listening to you talk about this is like my boy yeah yeah no i i in a good way Ho- I, I hopefully have grown <laughs> yeah i was gonna say in a in a very good way but like load down yeah 
What? Said glowed down. It glowed down. What's that from? That it's like when you glow up. But then you also can glow down. <laughs> well, then I I appreciate it. I think. Uh, congrats on your glow. I just I just made uh, myself look so old and so out of date by that glowed down. What's that? What did you say? Glowed down. <laughs> I think that in thinking about it, I think that in thinking about it, <laughs> I feel like the good thing too about Mean Girls or the, the the fun thing about Mean Girls is it brings you back, right? Like it brings you back to a time where like your only worries were being popular. Like your only worries were making sure you had the cool things or were at the cool parties and stuff like that. Because like, I would be young again. No, you don't. Sometimes not, I wish I could not today. No, I don't want to go back today. Forget that. You guys are so screwed. You. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, you Tell touched you. on it earlier. I mean, this is. I mean, this is really terrible. In some ways, I'm saying this out loud, but you and I both existed in high school in a time pre-internet, pre-any of this stuff. Available like to homeowners. Pardon. There was a giant internet machine somewhere, but to be available for the common use. Free common use of it. And Daniel, yeah. you grew up in it. Like this, the the like the the cyber aspect of this film, like it must have connected with you so differently than it would have with us. Yeah, I mean I feel like there wasn't too much of a cyber aspect. Yeah, thinking about it, I mean, there was the part with the burn book, which I think they translated the burn book well into this version yeah. where it was still a book. And I, I'm glad that um, they kept it as the book. I, I know, I think Tina Fey had said, like, she was thinking about changing it to like an app or... Could have been the burn blog. Digital, yeah. like Yeah, that would have been terrible. But um, no, I'm glad that they kept it as the book. I liked how they used the social media part of, you know, Regina finds it and then everyone starts taking pictures and posting about it. That mm -hmm. seems really realistic. That would happen. You know, everyone, you know, I need everyone to know that, you know, this was said about this person. I'm going to take a picture and post it on Instagram, post it on uh, not Facebook because that's not what the youth are no using. No one under 40 has Facebook anymore. <laughs> I was told by a student. Uh, posting it on TikTok, you know, with, you know, a, a funny, like, meme sound in the background. Like, that part was very realistic in, in my eyes. Um, so I, I think they kind of did a, a good job at shifting, you know, into into 2024. Um, yeah, that's so interesting because I don't remember a lot of social media. Like, I'm really glad they kept the book the the book and they used it like oh your old burn book like they brought that kind of aspect out of it but yeah you're like there was no online like you know I don't know how if oh there was it. online because she was trending there were about two or three yeah, different scenes where she like, trended it wasn't as big as it was in Dear Evan Hansen mm. the social media we don't aspect talk about of, that oh <laughs> we didn't like that one remember I saw the play and the movie yeah anyway <laughs> but ben platt didn't he play the evan hansen oh yeah know. the 35 Anyways. year old teenager he That's can right. never do any wrong but be in that movie and be 35 years old. <laughs> but uh yeah i felt like they did a really good job of keeping it like low tech you know that was actually something i noticed in me that was a negative for me because I it, now it, it's a lot easier to distribute a burn book and like obviously I I love the original but I'm not like obsessed with it to the point of if they'd made changes I wouldn't I wouldn't have I would have had issue with it but I, I thought to myself I thought who does that anymore nobody scrapbooks their feelings like or do they I mean does a high schooler like they post it on the internet why uh, is that not normal <laughs> it's not normal I guess that's true that's true what do I, like I know? The, I graduated I like in 1996. 
what's that 1896 um the interesting thing that stood out to me weirdly like that was like when she you know in the movie and and in the play she photocopies the burn book and throws it everywhere it's this big scene but in this movie she just places it on the ground and i'm like are they trying to save trees is this like an environmental thing they didn't it wasn't in the budget i mean that was the only thing that like really was like what like she just put it on the ground like what you're hoping someone would find it and they did but then it went to socials so they did keep that in the sense that i guess they saved trees and got the message they saved trees i'm sure it was the environmental concerns that really you know was the issue um put a cgi in the paper (laughs) the cgi we had a huge cgi budget and it all went towards the book (laughs) that would be very 2024 did you see the cgi on that book it actually looked like real paper oh my word I still think it's iconic. The first one was iconic. Watch them back to back and spot the difference. This this seems like the time. We should do it. Let's screen it or skip it. <laughs> mean Girls 2024. Screen it or skip it. I say screen it, knowing that it's a musical and appreciating the musicality of it. But also watch the first one. I'd say if you like hearing music, having fun, and are an enjoyable person to be around, (laughs) and you're going to scream it. If you uh, don't hate life. Pretty much. um, And when it comes on, uh, you know, digital and it's on, you know, Blu-ray 4K, buy it buy physical media hopefully they have like a steel book or something because i'll be looking out for it they'll have a what a steel i don't book. know there's gonna be a mean any mean girls steel book might be a burn book they had one for the 2004 i have it they have a steel book for What's that a steel book it's a hard case yeah like a collectible case oh i see what you're saying they're beautiful there's a a, a nice steel book beautiful uh, like is this something you in you you're meant to steal <laughs> no it's not it's not yeah. a it's not a stealing book you know stealing the burn book s-t-e-e-l not a-l oh, okay okay again we're old um, um yeah okay. i mean it's i i'm gonna say it's a screen it i i would say it could be a stream it you could wait but here's what i would say there's really not a lot in the theaters to see right now. I mean, there's fantastic Ooh, films. There's, oh, look cool. at that. There it is. That's really cool. Well, Dan, he'll disappear. There's obviously some wonderful Oscar films and whatnot. But uh, in terms of like fun nights okay. out at the movies, this is easily the best on the pile right now. And if you want to go to the theater, this is, I think this is it. This is the one. And and you don't have to be you. Apparently, you have to like life. Um, yes, you do have to like life. You do have to like life. So, but um, it it's just it's so much fun. Life? Who are you asking? Just in general, do you like life? <laughs> <laughs> if you answered yes, go see Mean Girls the Eras Tour. <laughs> <laughs> you know. There's some comparisons to be made because no, there's not. There's no. No, 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 no. And I'm, I'm even going to compare it to Five Nights at Freddy's when I say this, because it was the same sort of experience seeing this with you as it was going to, uh, we and we podcasted on Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. And it was people who were there were having a party. And and I thought this out of out of this and and the the uh, Taylor Swift, and uh, this fits neatly into a trend, which is just come and and be a part of it before you even get there. Yeah, it seems to be Movies a thing. Don't have that's to happening. make you leave depressed. I mean, those ones are good, but like, if you just want an uplifting night where it's like you don't have to think a lot, you can really get into the music. 
Oh, it's a it's a blast. It's an absolute blast. Um, and you might find the cure for sex cancer, as we see, as we hear in the film. You know, so it's a good line. One of the most favorite, the most favorite lines. There's a thirty percent chance it might already be raining, or twenty percent chance. That's the original. That's yeah, I know, but they didn't do it in this. Order. I know they didn't. I was surprised. I was surprised they didn't put that in there. Um, yeah, because at the end it rains, and she's like, "It's raining." Anyway, that's. Um, this has been so much fun. Thank you to you both. I really appreciate chatting with you all the time. Thank you once again. This is so much fun. Um, and for you at home, you can find us wherever podcasts are available. Lots of other conversations with these wonderful two guests on our podcast page. Um, it's there they are in all their glory. Um, I don't know if they saw you because of the screens, but I, <laughs> um, but, uh, no, you can find us wherever podcasts are available and you can like, and subscribe to us on YouTube. And if I haven't mentioned it five times, you can follow us on TikTok because apparently we're on that. And TikTok and Instagram, you can find us on there as well. Uh, and pardon? What's your handle? Uh, Screenfish Online. At Screenfish Online is our handle. Um, I can't remember why, but that's what it is. And you can find us there. We are, and uh, if you go to the podcast page at screenfish.net, you can download Fishing Fishing for More. So small group questions to help you get the conversation started where you are. Uh, And uh, once again, I thank you to you both and... For you at home, we started the conversation. This was screen.